Whistle pig. I am not familiar with whistle pig. It's delicious. I've not had it. Is it a, it's a, is it a rye? Yeah. Is it a rye whiskey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that burns really good. <laughs> Probably. He always hits record. At I some thought point. it'd be like sort of like an intro music or uh, something. We'll we'll do it. He he, he edits. <laughs> it'll it, it will be there. Oh, it'll be there. It'll be there. Uh, it's a great story. All right, tell me. Um, I was with Lisa Harrison yes. at William WME. By the way, you, like, you hear the voice of Mr. Eric Gilland. I'll uh, introduce him in a little bit, but tell your WME okay. story. Um, I, first, I was at I used to be at Endeavor, and I loved that my agency was named was uh, Eric's a writer. <laughs> Used to be. I love that Endeavor, the name of the agency means try to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when they went with WME, um, uh, Lisa quit being an agent and they pawned me off with some other agent. And she said, let's, um, uh, I'll, I'll have drinks after Labor Day and meet you. Great. Labor Day comes and goes. And I'm like, hmm. Email her, hey, how about those drinks? Silence for a couple weeks. You made this Labor Day, right? Ha ha. Nothing. Turns out from a, a friend of a friend told me that she had quit. No one told me. They were sending my checks to my manager from the late 80s who died last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did any of them cash? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but. So um, you were well represented there for. Goodness gracious. A good chunk of time. I like to think I bought their first phone bank. Back wow. at Endeavor, and that's about it. Wow. They were awful. Lisa was great, but whoever, I don't, yeah, everyone else just, there's more to the story, but that's pretty good. We are sitting here today with, I would say, a comedy legend, a writing legend, a writer, a comedian, a comic genius, a comic talent, a force of nature, a guy who's written on. Every show since Car 54, Where Are You, up to now the Connors. It was a spec. <laughs> Car 54. <laughs> that was your first spec was yeah, Car, Car 54, 54 yeah, Where yeah. Are You? <laughs> yeah. And my mother but, was in the car. Uh, an 80s twist, correct? Nope. <laughs> no, you nope. went. Nope. Same. same old. Yeah, from the 60s. <laughs> We're sitting here today with your friend and mine, Mr. Eric. I know everybody in the world, Gilliland. It's awesome around Christmas time. <laughs> Eric Gillen, who's here in town because you are working on the Connors. The Connors. Yeah. The, the Roseanne without Roseanne show. The Roseanne without. And how is season two? Yeah, it's great. Season three? It's Season two of the Connors is just rolling. Yeah. They're great. It's like stepping into an old shoe. Right. If that's a phrase. Right. Um, it's just, they're great. And most of the writers are writers who worked on Roseanne no, back many. in the day. Oh, not many. A couple, yeah. Three. Okay. Who are the heavy hitters who are back? To- uh, Bruce Helford's running the show. Mm-hmm. Bruce Rasmussen is his right-hand man. And Sid Youngers, who's the funniest person ever. Sid in Youngers. And for he's, people who writes for a living, Sid's a legend. He's a legend. He's, he's, a, he's a sitcom legend. And he's fun. It's fun that's, to hang out with him. That's great. Yeah. And everyone's happy. Mm. And, oh. Sure. <laughs> let's, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. But at least they're not afraid of the lady in there. No. Yeah. Everyone's, it's really uh, smooth sailing there. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Good show. And how many episodes have you guys done? We shot the fourth last night. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And I just go back when Johnny Glucky goes back. As a sort of like bringing the whole family back to it. Oh, it's it, so sweet. May we say, is Mr. Glucky coming back yeah. to the car? Oh, okay. No, just guest spots, like one or oh, two or three. Just right. So yeah. David. David. He'll Healy. come back in. He'll just swoop in for an episode or yeah. two and then take yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. And Mr. Glucky can enjoy that Big Bang money. He'll be fine. 
He's fine. Uh, but him, he and Sarah Gilbert are quite the team. They're great together. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty fun to watch and heartbreaking. Right. And then there's, you know, you got some secondhand actors like Laurie Metcalf and John yeah. Goodman. Hacks. Max. They're amazing. They're so amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And they just welcome me back. It's just like old home week. That's great. Yeah. And you had, you had a taping last night? Yep. Okay. Gangbusters. So that prepared you for today because we're well, going to start right now. I don't right know now. what today is. Today is the Brando cast. I know that. And we're going to start right now. So here's the game of the Brando cast, Mr. Gillen. What we're going to do. We have a little whistle pig. Eric is drinking whistle pig. Richard, what are you having to drink? We're also here with Richard Sheltinga, super producer. Just have a little Casamigos. Casa, he's a Casamigos guy. He, Mr. <laughs> Sheltinga is a big fan of the Clune Dog tequila. I don't know what that means. George Clooney has a tequila. Of course he does. And it's called Casamigos. Fantastic. And it's actually not bad. I believe, I'm not it's a actually good. Guy. I'm a brown liquor guy. Well, it, it's a sipping tequila. It's not a mixing. Uh, In theory, tequila. all tequila should be tipi- sipping tequila, <laughs> not El Chico tequila. Mm, boy, no, <laughs> that's not. I can't. That's just too much. This is delicious, by the way. Excellent. I'm using audio. I'm still Here, drunk from audio. last night at uh, Iron Maiden. I went to see Iron Maiden last night. And what did you drink last night? Modelo. Yeah, that's what to. they had. How many? Well, they were selling Modelo's in the parking lot beforehand. There were hundreds of guys. That, you know, the people were selling the bacon wrapped hot dogs on the street, it's and the there were tons t- of people selling Modelo beer it's in the out same of coolers. Service the soccer games. Oh, is yeah. it? Is that what the scene is? I haven't yeah. gone to a soccer game down there yet because they played the Bank of California Stadium. Is that what's happening? Yeah, we'll okay. get with it. Okay, get we'll with it. Down there. Man, they were just selling Modelo like crazy. But yeah, it was awesome. So. Cans, bottles? Cans. Inside on tap. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you uh, the Wikipedia history of a certain band that you might not know. I'm sure I don't know. Or like, but it's just designed to spark conversation and see where the world takes us. We're going to play a little bit of this. Do we talk over this or no? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, you're you're free to guess who this is. Ooh, it's starting off bad. (laughs) I like the little guitar. Now it's gotten... Oh, we're going to turn down a dark someone alley. Someone's going to shout at me pretty soon, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to kick in in a second, too. This goes on that for probably like five minutes. Learn to edit. If you have ever heard this song, I will be shocked. <laughs> it would be the greatest thing in the world. Would it? No, 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 really? no. It's the greatest thing in the world? Yeah. <clears throat> Here we go. It's intro forever. Yeah. Oh, it's going to go for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lyrics are like two minutes from now. Do you know who this is? No. <laughs> you want to take a guess? Uh, again, Manhattan <laughs> Transfer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Early Peggy Lee? The Doodletown Pipers? <laughs> Gary Puckett in the Union Gap? No, <laughs> no, I want to burp. The Buckinghams. Uh, here we go. That's appropriate. Oh. No idea. <laughs> Eric Gilliland. No idea. May I please introduce you to 
Megadeth. <laughs> well, the name says it all. <laughs> Megadeth is an American heavy metal band. Of course it is. From Los Angeles, California, along with Metallica, Anthrax, and Slayer. Aye. Megadeth is one of the big four of American thrash metal and very much responsible for its development and popularization. Their music features complex arrangements, really fast rhythm sections, and lyrical themes of death, war, politics, and religion. I'll take the religion part. Thank you, Death. Um, <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> So you like kick back on the couch and listen to this on a Saturday afternoon? Yeah, sure. No, me no. No, 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 no. There was a time in my life. There was a time in my life, especially college and uh, post post college, where I did enjoy the Megadeth because I was I was into. Well, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Believe it or not, I was (laughs) never a get high and listen to music guy. All right, I believe it. Uh, But I loved metal. Mm-hmm. And at one time, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth were the edge of metal. I'm not going to bore you with the history of metal. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know my, my first concert I went to ever? Tell me. Please. Benny Goodman. What? <laughs> at, at Ravinia. At Ravinia. Yeah. I was going to say that. Because yeah. oh, fans of Eric Gillen know that he is from the North Shore of Chicago. Indeed. From Glenview. Mm-hmm. That is deep Ferris Bueller land. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ferris's school was my sister, uh, the, our rival, Glenbrook North. Okay, wait. So That's they shot, shot Ferris at Glenbrook South? No, North. At, I went to at South. North. Yeah. You went to South. Yeah. So there were two Glenbrook high, high schools. Yeah. North and South. North and South. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's amazing. Is it amazing? <laughs> it just happened. We're the Titans and the Spartans. We're the Titans. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, the Spartans are men, but Titans are gods. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Bring it. Civil War. So it was, what, what, what was the marking line for people who, who, who went to Glenbrook South, North? Was it a, a geographic Yeah, geographical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was it Glenview, Glenbrook, uh, North, Kenilworth? North, Northbrook. Northbrook. Mostly Glen, Glenview and Northbrook. Yeah, Glenbrook, Glenbrook. Okay. Clever. Right. <laughs> there's, there, in, in the Chicago area, there's too many Glens. Glencoe, Glen Ellen, Glenview. <laughs> there are no Glens. There's not a Glen in sight. No Glens. In what Glen. is a Glen? Is it a, mm. is it a wooded well, area? I think it's more m- 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 mossy, more, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's mushier, like wetter. Also seems Glenn. like a guy with a pocket protector. Glenn with Glenn. two ends. Glenn with two ends. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn sound. Okay, so wait, so Ferris, going back to Ferris, because I want to get this right. The movie, the, the, the scenes, the exterior scenes, and some of the interior scenes were shot at Glenbrook North. I, I know the exterior. I don't know about the interior. Right. So I didn't go there, so I can't recognize it. You went to the New Trier High School. No. No, oh. I went to Glenbrook South. Listen up. Oh, fuck. I'm still drunk. Retain, from retain. Iron, I'm still drunk from Iron Maiden. <laughs> so are they. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, New Trier was closed by then. That's where they shot uh, the, with the... Pretty in Pink? No. Uh, uh, Emilio Estevez and, and... Oh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. yeah they shot, they shot Breakfast Club at, at the New closed Tr- New Trier West. Yeah. Oh. Wait, there was a Nutria and a Nutria West? And then, yeah, the, the boom of yes. children, and then the boom went away. And I think it's back again. I don't, I don't, I don't keep up. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Glenn, the, that area is also uh, famous for the wonderful restaurant Hackney's. 
A couple of them, yeah. I love Hackney's egg. Hackneyburg, you get the, you get the, uh, the onion uh, brick. It's a brick of onions. You chop through that. Didn't uh, they have a hamburger? I went, there, I went there once and I, with my parents a couple years ago, and I ordered just like a scotch. Wait, you ordered a scotch just, at Hackney's? Just they scotch. have scotch? Yeah, they have scotch, yeah. Hmm. Scotch adjacent. And they poured me <laughs> this, this brandy snifter with ice and water. And it's like, it was, I don't know, a pint? I'm like, I don't care. What? I just want, I just want some, some scotch. Don't go back. They, they did it three or four times. They wasted like a half a bottle on me. So I just, just pour, open the bottle, pour it in some scotch, and give it to me. It took four times. <laughs> and the, what they gave me was like three shots. Uh, yeah, I wasn't driving home. Wow. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Do you think that you were like the first person to order a scotch at Hackney? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> they just didn't know what to do. Not a scotch and water. There's this scotch. guy ordered scotch. What do we do? They didn't know what to do. Honestly, they panicked. <laughs> and the manager came over. I'm very sorry. He's new. Just pour the... Okay. That's that's awesome. Whistle pig. All right. So you got the whistle pig going. Mm-hmm. Oh, more music. Yeah. <laughs> he did have a visual cue. That I waved my hand and... Richard it's hits. the same, same group? The Megadeth? Played. Oh, yeah. So it's Megadeth the entire time. <laughs> yes we're we're gonna just go down the megadeth rabbit hole and i'm gonna play some music and i'm gonna read you some history ready sure <laughs> on april 11th 1983 guitarist dave mustaine was fired Oh, no. from Metallica just prior to the band recording their debut album Kill 'Em All Deuce, uh, because yeah, why he was an it? alcoholic oh, and cool. they fought a lot <laughs> that's, that's basically you're saying that some of these groups drank <laughs> <laughs> and drank so got much kicked out of, <laughs> got kicked out of it Dave sure. Mustaine drank so much and fought so much with the other guys James and Lars of course the legendary Lars. guys from uh, Metallica they kicked him out of the band he'd been their lead guitarist since 1981 and composed a, a bunch of their early songs and so he really helped hone the band into a tight live unit. Afterward, Mustaine vowed revenge. <laughs> he vowed revenge by forming a band that was faster and heavier than Metallica. Which, after, was which Megadeth. is Megadeth. Oh. After arriving back in Los Angeles, Mustaine formed a band with his new neighbor, Dave Ellison, and that is Megadeth. Was his neighbor? Yeah, he just met a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he came back to L.A., met a guy named Dave uh, who played bass. Can I buy your lawnmower and some licks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want to start a band? Wow, that's cool. In 1985, Megadeth released its debut album, Killing Is My Business, and Business Is Good. A moderate success with that one, but it did catch the attention of bigger labels, with le- which led to Megadeth signing with Capital, their first major... Sinatra's old label. <laughs> yes, Capital, with the big building. Yeah. Yeah. Stack, stack of 45. <laughs> so relevant today. <laughs> their first major label album, Peace Sells, But Who's Buying? And that was the song that we were just listening to. Was this released. Peace Sells, Who's Buying? This is the song that was playing just now. Is Peace Sells, But Who's Buying? Peace Sells, But Who's Buying? Don't You don't remember? I, no. I don't you don't remember driving around in, no, in the 80s? No. Cracking that up? I got a lot of Mandalow in my life. Uh, Kansas. You know. Yeah, let's go back. America, we'll, Chicago. We'll, we'll go back. A lot of maps. We'll go back to that first concert at Ravinia, but yeah. Peace Sells was released in 86 Sorry. and influenced the underground heavy metal scene. Substance abuse and personal disputes Brilliant. brought Megadeth negative publicity during this period of time, and they had a ton of lineup changes. What so, brought negative publicity to Megadeth? <laughs> uh, alcoholism, drug abuse, 
Isn't that just a lot like, of lineup changes? Isn't that just right down the middle for for the fans? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay. yes. Boys and drugs. That's but the thrash metal scene, as you might imagine, uh, has a more of a collection of lunatics, I think, than some of the other genres of music. Even though most musicians are insane, am I wrong about that? Oh God, no. I mean, yes. No, wait. Yeah. You're, you are right about I that. I am saying that most musicians are insane. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fair share. Yeah. Richard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, this this gentleman over here has managed some uh, rock stars. Yes. Let's go back to your first concert at Ravinia. Oh, I was hammered. No, I was with my <laughs> folks. You know, Ravinia, you lay out a tablecloth and or a blanket and you have some KFC. Well, people that bring out like candelabras and chairs and they go. Oh uh, yeah. I, I saw Neil Sedaka there. <laughs> um, who else did I see there? I don't remember. What was a it was did what did would Neil Sedaka just play the, all the the hits. Hit, the hits? Yeah, that's all you want from Neil Sedaka. Mm, calendar girl, Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, uh, I yeah. Love, I love, calendar, I love my calendar yeah. girl. And he had uh, not breaking up is hard to do, but something like that. Like he just uh, slowed they say down. They breaking up. It, he wrote that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And then he did a slow version of that. He, that was a you need to slow uh, that down. I'm so boring. I'm so boring. <laughs> Didn't Neil Sedaka write a bunch of hits for other people? Yes, too? he wrote. He, tons he was like he was the world building. He's one of those guys, like yeah. Carol King, and right. yeah, just crank stuff stuff out for probably like you know monkeys and. So Goodman, Sedaka, Manilow. No, I I have seen Manilow live. A friend of mine used to sing backup for him. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, in New York, on tour. Oh, on tour. Yeah, that's got to be a fun gig. Yeah. What's the word on Manilow? Do you know? Good guy? Good guy. Yeah. Good guy. Um, yeah. A lot of my friends have met him or semi know him and good guy. I like to hear that. Yeah. I like yeah. to hear that. Like, cause when I hear that someone's a good guy, that makes me like want to, like, even if I don't appreciate their music, that makes me want to like, at least cause when you, when we know, well, you've worked in the entertainment industry. I, I haven't really, but you've worked yeah. in the inter- entertainment industry. So <laughs> you've, you know, the monsters, you know, many of the monsters. I've you've worked, worked with some of the monsters. with many of the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The people who can fire you because you look at them funny. Yeah. I never got fired. Oh, wait, no, I got fired from nurses. You got fired from nurses. Wait, why? <laughs> wait, wait. Who who was on Nurses? Why is that? I know that show, but who who were the stars of Nurses? Boy, you got me. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, this one comic, uh, Jeff Jeff Foxworthy. No, Pink Jeff Lady and Jeff Altman. Jeff Altman. Jeff Altman. Boom. And uh, they brought on Lonnie Anderson after I was fired. Okay. Um, it was. It was. Why the, were you fired? Um. First of all, I hated being there. It was an awful, the, the, the it was an awful environment. I hated it. The show was terrible. I worked like three. So, so I got fired. Um, there was one script that someone had written and uh, like a team and they, they hated it so much. They, they fired them. Then someone else did the rewrite on that. Fired them. Then it came to me. Oh no. I'm, like, I'm going to get fired. Oh no. And I got fired. Did you have uh, I to got do fired. a page one rewrite on that yeah. script? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. And I did, uh, I got fired the same day escrow closed on my house. <laughs> yeah. Bam. Uh, but um, I had a deal that I got paid for all episodes produced. So I worked like three episodes, got paid for 22. Wow. That was a good nice. year. That was a good year. Those days are over, by Yo, the way, aren't they? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't do that anymore. I got to write a Doogie Hauser on the side. You did? Terrible. Terrible. Wait, terrible. Wait, yeah. they, they, Doogie Hauser hired you to write an to write episode? episode of, yeah, freelance. Yeah. Did that episode air? Oh, yes. With nope. your name on it? Uh, they they added names, like teleplay by and story by, and they added like five or six names on okay. it. Okay. But yeah, you wrote that. that. 
No, I didn't. It's oh, terrible. you didn't? Oh, you I did. did. I wrote it, but not what's on the air. It's terrible. Right. What were the jokes on nurses? Do you remember <laughs> <laughs> any of that? <laughs> no. What, were there jokes? Was on that at Multicam? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With Thomas. Very weird place. Yeah. And then, so, you, but you were never fired from Roseanne. No. Amazing. I'm the only. You left on your own volition. Yes. Uh, wow. She wanted me gone for a while. Mm hmm. There are like four episodes. Eric, I don't, why are you still around here? No, she wouldn't talk to me for a while. But, um, oh. but, but the pendulum swung back, and we finished on some, with some really good shows. But there, there are about four in the middle there like I haven't seen. Yeah. Oof, duh. Man, oh, man. I've seen clips. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah. But God bless her. It's really, it's really hard to watch your former friend and colleague have a mental breakdown. Right. And it's really because we don't recognize her at all. Really? Which is that, man. She's She's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. Can do you think that there's any part of it that's shtick? Uh, Some of the public stuff, maybe, maybe. Where, where I, the line of shtick and reality I gets think blurry. I think that's kind of is the situation. Yeah, I, I've only met her. I've met her twice. She's not a racist. She's not. Right, but but to do but the look, shtick yeah, of flamethrower and be the person who yeah, maybe got out of control causes trouble, then you lose. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Well, she was kind of that person in a time when you could be that person and get away with it. Right? And, no, maybe. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, the nineties are over. The nineties are over. <laughs> the nineties are over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I heard on NPR the other day. It was the most frustrating conversation. They had like two young people on NPR on morning, uh, morning edition mm -hmm. talking about friends, the show, the TV show and how it's not funny because it's so offensive. It's so like it's misogynistic, it, right? But, it, 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 but it's such a weird topic because you can't, it's hard to go back and judge stuff that happened 25 years ago on the morals and the new what, rules what, of today. What, yeah. How run things today. Yeah. And, and they were the, the, the two young people were really incensed by friends and they just thought it was so racist, misogynistic, homophobic, like yeah. check all the boxes. Yeah. And the jokes were poor where back in the day that show was like the Cadillac. Yeah. Seinfeld and friends. It's still a hit. I mean, it's still, it's watch still it. a hit and young people are watching on Netflix it. or something. But, but it's the, it's weird to go back and look. I, I haven't seen any of those no. old episodes of Roseanne. I wonder how they hold up. Not bad. Okay. Not bad. Actually. I would say around watch Roseanne episodes all day, but but I show some to I teach at NYU. Oh. I'll show a class or, uh, a class to, uh, a seat or two. Yeah, that's still pretty good. How's that class going? It's great. It's the history of TV. I teach basically the history the of TV. The history of TV it's with Eric Gillen. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's a yeah. Oh it's shit! Great. I start with um, vaudeville and radio. It's oh. the first class, and then the fifties, sixties, seventies history of women in TV, history of African Americans, history of broadcast journalism, sports programming, LGBTQ. Oh wow! I have guests come in. Martha Pinton's come in. Matthew Perry's come in. Wow! Uh, just yeah, it's great. And that, are there books? Uh, what do, are you using like outside sources or like, okay, you guys source. need to read this. You're the source. I'm the source. Um, but I have a few things that are really boring that like they recommended. I let them read and I just tell them this is really boring. Actually, I said for one article. You say to NYU. Yeah, no, this my is, students. Oh, yeah. wow. I said, I, uh, please, um, <laughs> their homework is to find the mo 10 most absurd quotes from this uh, intellectual piece on the Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. And it's really funny because it's stupid. So someone tried to analyze. Yeah. 
Beverly yeah. Hillbillies. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on. But I show Green Acres <laughs> and they can't believe how funny it is. I showed, I, I played an entire Jack Benny radio program. Wow. And I, I say, okay, here's the deal. He's a skinflint and bad uh, violin player. She's a wiseacre. He's fat. He's a drunk. He's timid. Ready? He's they'll go over that like five times and they hear the whole thing and they laugh throughout the entire show. No way. Yeah. 20 yeah. somethings. You're 20 year olds. Yeah. And it holds up. The, holds the, up like crazy. Does yeah. it really? Yep. You just got to know who the characters are. They were established for 20, 30 years. Right. And then they just spill out and you're waiting for that fat joke. The clowns are always the same. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's fantastic. Fun. And how about vaudeville? Like the, how, do, how does the history of vaudeville? Well, vaudeville brought us radio, radio performers. Radio, right. You know? mm-hmm. uh, and radio Benny, performers brought Fred us TV. Fred Allen, uh, um, Charlie McCarthy, and Edgar Bergen, a great genius of having a ventriloquist on the radio. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can't see his lips move. Oh, I can't see his lips at all. But yeah, but he was a genius with making characters happen and flip flopping, and yeah, they just then they get writers. That's fantastic. And then those those, those people transferred to TV, right? Jack Benny's TV show ran for twenty years, unbelievable. With thirty years of radio behind him, yeah. Are there any TV shows that you have gone back to watch that have been surprisingly good and shockingly bad upon revision? I mean, Beverly, you, you, I mean, Beverly you Hills is terrible. Green Acres is the best show ever made. <laughs> Green Acres is one of the okay. funniest shows. Wow. I'm not kidding you. It's I like it. surreal. Uh, Matt Groening agrees. Um, it's the, it breaks the fourth wall. It, it, she'll be asleep in bed, and she'll see the written by credits overhead and talk about them. See the directed by credit. Oh, really? They, they talk about it in the scene. Only she sees it. He, he uh, uh, Eddie Albert can't see anything, but everyone else can see. Jaja can see the... Ava. Ava. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was, she was, she's the uh, flagship Gabor. Right. Okay. <laughs> Ava came before Jaja. I have no idea. Okay. Actually. I used to think they were both the same person and they were just fucking with me by one being Jaja and one no, being Ava. Because I was so little. I haven't seen Green Acres probably May since I recommend, the 70s. I rec- yeah. Now you're an adult. You have a sophisticated sense of humor. Yeah. Eh. Um, <laughs> you should go check it out. All right. It's really funny. Did they really weird? Did they ever try to, uh, as the kids say today, reboot? Yeah, Green Acres. Uh, I have stories. Uh, they did a reboot, uh, uh, not a reboot, but a um, reunion. And it was terrible. Oh, like they'd never seen the show before. And then I was going to write the Green Acres musical for the Broadway. For the Broadway. Come on. And yeah, I worked on it for about a year with some uh, composer friends, and we found out that these producers did not own all the rights, and it all went. Oh no! Yeah, for a year. It was really funny. What's, what studio owned the, the rights to Green no Acres? No one should find it. Uh, the, like the, a piece of, the, of it is over there, a piece of it's over there. Oh, wow. No one can find all the rights. MGM distributes it. I had my friend who's the president of MGM. He couldn't find out. No yeah. way. Uh, who, who, was the, who, was the, who was the creator of Green Acres? It wasn't Sheldon Schwartz. It wasn't in that umbrella. No, of, it's Paul Henning was uh, the um, umbrella under Paul Henning who did uh, Beverly Hillbillies and... Jay Summers. Jay Summers did Green Acres, yes, but under the umbrella of him. Um, wow. And, and, uh, and Petticoat Junction. Oh, Petticoat spun out of... Petticoat Junction is boring as hell. But it spun out of Green Acres, right? Opposite. Green Acres spun out of uh, Petticoat Junction. That's good trivia. Mind-blowing. Oh, I love all that. Your, all your mega death Again. fans are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Petticoat since 1977. That's terrible. terrible. I mean, that was on every day. It's super boring. Holy shit. Yeah. The Green Acres musical has to happen. Yeah, by the way, right. It's really, it was funny. It was good. I had Hooterville secede from the union. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was the name of the town? Hooterville, yeah. A play on Hooverville. Right, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's and, yeah. and they moved from Manhattan, correct? They must yes, have. Yeah. It, was he a banker? Was Eddie he Albert was a lawyer? A, he was a lawyer. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. They'd have scenes with Arnold Ziffel and subtitles, like full scenes of animals talking in subtitles. The animals, yeah, just talking for a full scene. He he fell in love with the Basset Hound, Arnold the Pig. <laughs> they have this farewell scene. Oh, that's, that's kind of it. So wait, Arnold the Pig was a was a Arnold character. Ziffel. Yeah, full on. He loves Megadeth. <laughs> this is Megadeth again, right? More more trivia? Not only is this Megadeth, this is the song Hanger 18. 18? Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Hanger 18. What do you think Hanger 18 is about without even hearing the song? A flight? <laughs> or, or a chiffonier? A wardrobe? After lots of lineups... <laughs> After a lot, a lot of lineup fuck-ups and stabilization, Megadeth released a number of platinum-selling albums. Platinum, really? In the early 90s, yes, including Rust in Peace in 1990. That was on Nurses. <laughs> and Countdown to Extinction in 1992. These albums, along with worldwide tours, brought Megadeth public recognition. The band temporarily disbanded in 2002 when Dave Mustaine suffered an arm injury. But they reestablished in 2004 without Dave Ellison on base because uh, he had taken legal action against Mustaine. He sued his former neighbor <laughs> oh, back. and band member. They settled out of court, and then he came back to the band in 2010. So they played together again. Yeah, they did. Ellison and Mustaine, they, they fought, they broken up, they fought, they broken up, they've sued. But now they continue to tour and record. Hangar 18. Are they still together? They are still together, but there's a there's a little twist. Oh, there's a little twist which we'll we'll get into I'm so excited. In, in a little bit. Well, Dave Mustaine um, has recently sort of announced he's has some health issues. He I'm sorry, may or may not be struggling with the cancer. Ah, uh, crap. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does. We just lost Eddie Money. Yeah, I know. We I just know. lost Eddie Money to cancer. Yeah. That actually affected me in an, Her, in an he's odd a, way. He's a great guy, too. I, that's all the tributes are like Eddie Money was the nicest guy and super kind and yeah. generous. And They're just talking about him on K-Earth 101 on the way here. What do they pull? What is K-Earth playing these days? It's not oldies anymore, is yeah, it? Yeah, but it's like 90s, 80s. That's what they consider. Super, old, super 70s. That's what they consider oldies. Yeah, I don't know half the songs of the oldies. Station, like, what's that? That's an oldie? It's not, so it's not 50s and 60s anymore. No, no. They might throw in like a Sonny and Cher maybe. I'm not here enough to know. Yeah. But but they're playing, the, if they're playing 90s and 80s, that means they're yeah. not playing 50s and 60s Correct. anymore. That's what K-Earth was yeah. to me. Yeah, well, yeah. It, you K-Earth 101, 20... we're going to play Heard It Through the Grapevine 20 Again. times today. <laughs> On the hour and the yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> it's the absolute truth. That song. Over and over. How's the whistle pig going? Whistle pig. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Thanks. That's fantastic. What other what other sitcoms do you think should be thrown to Broadway? Because that's all. That's what we're doing. We're just bringing yeah. movies to Broadway. I'd rather just have original Broadway shows. I'd rather not have stories. Those materials. days are over. <laughs> it's so, I know. I know. The, the man doesn't want that. I know. It's tough. Um, Lori Metcalf has played some cool stuff. Yeah, that she did. They plays. did witness. She did witness. Yeah, with with, with the Bruce Willis. Oh no, but, not witness. Um, w- wait, it's the Kathy Bates. Yeah. was in the movie, with and the, it was called. I've, I've kidnapped you and tied you to a bed. Yep. With James Conn. Hobbling. And it's not called witness. It's called I've broken your ankles. What's it called? What's it called? God damn it! 
It's one we word. Are, we're bad at game nights. Eric and I no, are on No, I'm the, really good at game nights. I'm okay, so freak out what right was now. the movie with Kathy Bates and James Conn? Start with an H? I just called it Witness. It's not Witness. Uh, Witness is the Homicide. Thing. Uh, misery. 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 That's right. They did Misery on yeah. Lori and Bruce, yeah, Bruce that was Willis. A, yeah, but you know, she did Three Tall Women. She did yeah. uh, the... the Doll's House, Part, Doll's House Part 2. That's great. Well, I think, uh, I don't know. Well, I know that Misery was a Warner Brothers property. And because Warner Brothers has gone, okay, we've got all these properties. How do we convert them into Broadway plays? Thus, my question, what do you think? We're, we're going to see the Ferris Bueller musical. You know that's going to happen. Yeah. Oy. Um. Maybe any of those John Hughes stuff, man. They're all probably pretty pink. ripe for Broadway. Breakfast yeah, Club. Pretty pink. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, com- it's all coming. But they don't, I mean, Misery didn't do that well. Uh, uh, pretty Ladies Closing, Pretty Woman, sorry. I'm more Wait, Broadway. they did, they pretty did. Woman. Pretty Woman. Yep, that's Broadway musical. Richard Gere. Yep. Julia Roberts. Yep. Including the, pretty the, woman. The, the, the box where she, she laughs and giggles, they recreated that moment. That was a spur of the moment on the set moment. What was that moment? I forget. Where he's presenting her with a, some, a ring. Some, not a locket, I don't know. And then he closes it really fast on her and she laughs because it was a surprise that Gary Marshall had to do that for that take. They recreate that spontaneous moment on the Broadway stage every night. Well, I've never seen it. That's the big iconic moment. Yeah. You know what, though? Um, Tootsie's pretty good. There's a Tootsie musical. musical. It's great. Really funny. Did that win awards? Yep. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Who's Tootsie? Um, a, a Broadway actor. I don't know his name. Oh, the score is great, and the and it's the not Shia LaBeouf or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will be on tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, no, uh, yeah, I, I James I, Franco and Tootsie. Oh, you know what? And the, if they do a m- film the musical, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. I wonder if he can sing. He can do anything. He's Gene Franco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he can. Did right. you ever have to reprimand a student? For cheating, for stealing jokes. Wait, let's stop the music for two seconds here. <laughs> Wait, yeah, tell one, me. Of the, one of the assignments was to um, come up with 10 original laugh in jokes for the show Laugh In. Just jokes. Brilliant. Brilliant assignment. Yeah. And it's like some people's, like one one kid said, you know what? I've never written comedy before. I'm going to take on this assignment. Just try it. And he did well. This one woman, I said, hmm. I just typed in and Googled the first four words of the jokes. I'm like, oh, it is. Oh. For about seven of her 10 jokes, they were all stolen from the internet. Oh, no. And what do I do? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. And I didn't know what to do about it. And, and was I, it so obvious? How so obvious. Uh, why, it, uh, okay. I mean, there's, it's, just, uh, it's such a hackneyed joke. Right. They all were hackneyed. Like, that's not. That, she didn't write for Jack Carter in her heyday. Were so, they if, if, if Jack by, Carter, by the way. Were make they, a death <laughs> fan and Jack Carter together again. <laughs> oh, were they if, if by jokes? Were they like joke construction jokes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the so you confront the student? Yeah. And what do you say? I, I these are all stolen jokes. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And did you get pushback? No. Oh. But it's, but I I'm not I, it was so such an egregious um finger to me and to the assignment that I didn't know I didn't yeah. Were there tears? <laughs> um, not from you no there, I was scared but no alligator tears probably um, yeah that was an awkward moment wow but some of them are great the, my, one of my first students when I did an uh, advanced sitcom writing class he went on to write and produce and direct the first musical podcast 
called like 36 questions or something like that. Okay. How's that doing? Gangbusters. No shit. Gangbusters. Written up in the New York Times. This is the new wave of podcasting. Christopher Littler. He's great. He's, he's. So what's the, what's the pot? So it, it's a love story. And like, I forget, you can look it up probably on the, on the line there. On the internet. Yeah. Richard's looking that up. That's awesome. Yeah. He's a great guy. He, uh, he was a, a PA on my boys. He, he was? Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only real job I've ever had in my life. My boys on TBS. The good best show. five years good of my show. life. Really the best show. five years of my life. <laughs> yeah. Created by our dear friend and Betsy fearless Thomas. leader, Betsy Thomas. Yeah, we actually, we did work, to, we worked together. Yeah, for years. For years. Yeah. I was on this show from beginning to end. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. And he was, a, he, this, so this guy was a PA? Yeah. On my boys? Yeah. And now he's a huge podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a really good guy. Chris Littler, look at him. I'm selling Iron Maiden shirts on eBay to make rent. Are you really? No. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. All right, cool. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's, I'll he's, check that out. I'm proud of that guy. He's a really good guy. And he invited me to his wedding. It was really, wow. Yeah. I, the the Laugh-In thing, for people listening at home, Laugh-In was a revolutionary comedy show in the late 60s on... NBC. NBC. And what would you say the format of Laugh-In was for people who um, don't know it? Fast jokes, fast sketches, um, psychedelic colors, um, mod. Right. Um, they had a, mod joke, sensibility. a joke wall. Right. <clears throat> which I've used twice in my career, a joke wall. I, did, I had a joke wall meow in Northwestern, the improv show, and I did a joke wall on the show I wrote last year called The Who Was Show, a kid's show for Netflix. They had a big joke wall with historical people. Wow. Yeah, it was really fun. So they would come out and just do, just do jokes. They, they did the first abortion jokes and jokes about the pill. And on Laughing. On Laughing. Oh, they did? Groundbreaking. Oh, no shit. Before I didn't anyone know did. that. Before anyone did. And then the Smothers Bros came along and took it to the next level. And the Normal came along and took it to the next level. Oh, but, but before that, no, you couldn't talk about it. Was Laughing essentially the first ensemble American no. comedy? No, they had like your show shows. Magazine, and, okay. You know, there, right. there were sketch shows, Carbonet. Okay. But um, that was, they were young and hip, and uh, they were just, it was, const, it was like constant jokes. Like there'd be uh, jokes running in the crawl beneath a scene with a something in the background and a chicken joke over there it just was crazy and they made that decision in the creation of that show they they thought okay we're gonna go for it we're, gonna go for it. we're, we're the just young gonna... generation man we're, right. this is what's happening talking about the vietnam war right and making jokes about it and did they get in trouble a lot with the the national broadcasting company probably yeah right. actually we had to pull those because the smothers brothers drove famously for cbs they were they were fired because they were too too controversial and they were replaced by uh, the Smothers Brothers were replaced by Glenn Campbell. With the Glenn the Campbell show hour. is that is that right? The Glenn the Campbell good, good time, time hour. hour, right? Because we got to go the other direction here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> America's been uh, yeah, no the, more hippies. They, they got a uh, flyer on the Smothers Brothers because they thought they're like they were the nice clean cut boys in the right and ties, and uh, they threw them up against Bonanza, which had been a hit for twenty five years. Everything falls by Bonanza. They they got rid of so many shows, and and the Smothers Brothers took down Bonanza. Smothers Brothers yeah. took down. Here Bonanza. we are with Professor Gilliland I'm dropping so some boring. knowledge. I, no, no, no. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge, huge hit. And Smothers Brothers were hip. They were cool. They were young. And they had the best bands. They had they had yeah. the top bands of the day on the Smothers Brothers show. You can watch. I watch all that stuff on you. And the and the Who's appearance on the Smothers Brothers yeah. is one of the most iconic, iconic. moments in their career because that was when they blew up the stage at the end of my generation. <laughs> Isn't good, that where Steve TV. Martin got his start? Was Steve Martin also on Laugh-In? No. no. He was just on the Smothers Brothers. Yeah. And Rob Reiner, too. Was no Reiner. shit. Yeah. And then he wrote on the Glenn Campbell. Good time hour. 
Steve, Steve Martin, Martin did. Yeah. How do you know so much about Glenn Campbell Good Time? <clears throat> I used to work with Glenn Campbell's management company. I saw him live with like 100 people in the room at Sundance. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, during the decline? Yeah, after he'd been in jail. Right, he went to jail for a while. Uh, he went to jail briefly in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, Why then, did Glenn Campbell go to jail? Do you know? Uh, yeah. Drunk and driving. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you can see the, the mugshot's not pretty. Or was that in Malibu? I can't remember. But, but, he, yeah, but he the was, show was amazing. I could have touched him. Yeah, he's great. I have only recently discovered Glenn Campbell. Oh, well, because I, I had, I His know, I know, I, I had no, I had no idea that he was such an immense talent. Yeah. And play guitar took, for the Beach Boys. Well, the, I, the Wrecking Crew documentary was yes. the thing that Isn't broke. That great? It's an amazing documentary, and yeah. that was the thing that broke it open for me because I had no idea because I didn't like. I had a wall up for country music, like I'm, and then and once I yeah. lowered that wall, I, I've I've come to love. Dolly Parton, yeah. and Johnny Cash, yeah, and Glenn Campbell, and Loretta Lynn. So, yeah. Could he play guitar like this? Here we go. <laughs> <sighs> this is the song Dystopia. <laughs> Dystopia. Yeah. yeah, my mom was not going to be listening to this. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> Imagine driving from Holmby Hills <laughs> well, no. to the to the Connors studio, <laughs> cranking this. <laughs> Just getting ready for another day of writing. This is. <laughs> I, I, it's not because I'm old. I never liked this. When I was age appropriate for this, I would have hated it. I agree. I'm gonna ask Thank you about. You. I'm gonna ask you about rock and roll when when I'm finished reading All right. the following. Megadeth has sold over 38 million records worldwide. 38 million. That's a lot. That's a lot of records. Uh, And they've earned platinum certification in the U.S. for six of its 15 studio records. These guys were able to put it together and make 15 studio records. Put it together. They've received 12 Grammy nominations. They won its first Grammy in 2017 for this song, Dystopia. 2017? 2017. Two years ago. Yeah, for this song, Dystopia. How long has they been together? Since uh, the early 80s. Since roughly 1983. Yeah. Yeah, they still they're still out there. Wow. Uh, I think they do a cruise. <laughs> I think no, I'm not kidding. I think because oh, you know all really funny. Uh, I, I swear to god, all the so many of the rock bands now yeah. do a cruise. Yeah. Kiss may have been the first band to do a cruise. Here's, that makes more sense than theatrics. Absolutely. But. Well, no, it, it's just fans. So, hi, it's Gene Paul. Uh, hey, fans, sign up for the Kiss Cruise. We're going from Florida to the Bahamas and back. Yeah. Oh and it's just it's just Kiss fans, and then they come and they play, and then they're helicoptered away, and then there are other bands. But the Weezer does a cruise. Lots of bands are doing the cruise thing. And then other bands come together in like clumps of groups. And then they do cruises together. I think that, Megadeth that, did, that, did a cruise. The passengers must be just... <laughs> Can you imagine? The, ah, Can you imagine Eric Gillen being yeah. on a ship yeah. <laughs> for five days with Megadeth fans? Yeah, I want a Negroni! <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not the course line. I want a Negroni. More gin, less vermouth. <laughs> up. Yes, up. Oh. Turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, this is your captain speaking. We will be docking uh, soon in the Bahamas, and uh, you're free to get off the ship. <laughs> I'm getting off. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> you're not going to stick around and watch the show? They're, no. They're gonna... <laughs> no, it's the same show every night. It all sounds the same. <laughs> Oh, they're actually be here live? Oh, great. Great. <laughs> well, they're helicoptering in. Yeah, they can't stand it either. <laughs> they want to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's... The, the, covering their ears. The, <laughs> the, the fans don't put that together. That oh, they, boy. That Gene and Paul get on a helicopter and they swoop in and swoop out. <laughs> Where are they going? Away from you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Megadeth did do a cruise. They also did a big giant tour. <laughs> they did a big giant tour with Metallica and Slayer and Anthrax. It was called the Big Four. Okay. But they got all the big bands together. So you didn't see yeah, that. Like, you didn't see that tour. Nah. You didn't see the big four. The, no, the big four like the Redneck tour? Like, yes. The, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Imagine that day. Even if it was at Ravinia. <laughs> Metallica, been, Megadeth. Have you seen bands at Ravinia? Uh, yeah. When I was at uh, the university. Mm-hmm. Northwestern. Northwestern. Say I, I went to a ton of shows, but I've said cool. that it's on this podcast all the time. I don't listen to this. What was your first rock concert? <laughs> what was your first rock I show? I said Neil Sedaka. <laughs> rock. Neil Sedaka. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't In high school, you never got dragged along to go no, to see Boston. Aerosmith. No. no. The police. No, we went to Mary Lincolnshire and saw Ken Barry and Guys and Dolls. <laughs> That's what we did. Wait, Ken, Ken, Ken Barry. Barry from F Troop? And Mayberry RFD. Sans <laughs> <laughs> Andy Griffith. Wait. Yeah. Ken Barry. Yeah, yeah. Came from, to uh, the Chicago Payless area. Store. Yeah. <laughs> and did Guys and Dolls at Marriott Lincolnshire Resort. <laughs> In Lincolnshire, yeah, not in Chicago. No, Lincolnshire, out, the, out in the, yeah, out oh, in the burbs. Oh, Ken, in the round. Ken, I saw Avery Schreiber in uh, Funny Thing Happened Away at the Forum. <laughs> <laughs> I got all their autographs. Okay, those are my rock shows, man. Avery was Avery Schreiber on Laughing, or was he no. on? He had his own. He, he, uh, Burns and Schreiber, right? Um, and then they had their own show for a while, I think. That, well, they were also on a replacement show for Laughing Two, or for uh, the Smothers Brothers. That could be. Um, oh God, I don't know. It's on YouTube. It's it's black and white. They would black have the Dual Town Pipers. They would have <laughs> Rolf, uh, or the, <laughs> Rolf and Avery Schreiber, uh, the early Muppet, like Jim oh, Rolf. Henson's Rolf. I love Rolf. Yeah, improvising with Avery Schreiber. That's it's on. Cool. It's on the oh, YouTube. That's something to check out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Something I like your show. Right. <laughs> Ken, do you remember Ken Barry in Guys and Dolls? Mm, kinda. <laughs> I mean, I was thirteen, but uh, I remember being sort of. Star- he was on the Carbonet show a lot, so it was kind of starstruck by him. And he was really funny on F Troop. Really funny. I loved F Troop. He was adept. He was a, he, his physicality was hilarious. For young kids, how would you describe F Troop? <laughs> um, what, what it was? What era was what it? Eight, was that eighteen hundreds? They're in the, in the West, and they were at a remote fort. Yeah, to what was their mission? I have no idea what their mission uh, was. To tame the engines, the engines, yeah, probably right. The the Fakawi tribe <laughs> okay. in that what? the Fakawi <laughs> tribe. 
was that the name of the tribe? It started that way. And they snuck that through? I, it, it started that way, but I, I, I don't know. It was the Fakawi. So if I go back and I watch old F troops, the Black the, and white. In, the Indians are absolutely played by Caucasian actors. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. No. Even the guy in the uh, the no. pollution to keep America beautiful, the the Indian. Of course, he's, he's not. not he's, an not, an he's, not he's, he's like Italian. A famous ad. He's yeah. Italian. Yeah, Iron Eyes Cody. He called himself. He's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he won awards. He like he got like awards from from Native American uh, tribes and like plaques and headdresses. And he's an Italian guy with a single tear. Jerry Pasquale. Yeah, what yeah. was his real oh, name? I don't know. I don't know his real name. Iron Eyes Cody. Iron Eyes Cody. Yeah. Boy, he rode that. He he was yeah. he, he rode that gig for yeah. a long time. Keep America beautiful <laughs> and free from engines. Long long before flow from Progressive and the Verizon guy, there was Iron Eyes Cody. How long is she going to be around? I don't know. I I heard she's it's a very really, nice. I'm sure she is. And I think that she's improv she, person. I, I think that we know people that may yeah. have improvised with her yeah. in the early 2000s what or whatever. Gig. God bless her. But it, it has decades. been 20 years yeah. of flow. <laughs> <laughs> she probably has even, the biggest house in Encino and the nice part of Encino. Even Polly Holiday couldn't say that. She played flow for like five, six years. <laughs> Wait, what, was that show on? From Alice. From Alice. Al- from Alice. Flow. Flo. Who was on Alice. Kiss it was incredible. Yeah. That was on for five or six years. Oh, Alice was on for like eight years. Flo was didn't it? last long at all. Okay. Oh, was she fired from? No, was she, she, at- she got spun off and couldn't oh, come she back. she had her own show. Yeah, Flow. Cleverly named Flow. <laughs> <laughs> Holly Holiday, she's I guess a great actress and was like Broadway, and then and what's your um um the clumsy one, <laughs> the the clumsy one on Alice, I oh she the, was, the she younger was in, waitress, she was, in company. she was in company, the younger waitress, and I'm not, I'm not getting married today. That was her, uh, How, Beth Howland. Wow, she won like she was on in, in Stephen Sondheim's company. It was hilarious. I've seen Professor Gillen knows his, <laughs> his supporting yeah, comedic yeah. actors. That's Let's amazing. talk Vivian Vance for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian Vance here on the Kiss Cruise. <laughs> She'll be she performing. was solid, man. She was solid. Vivian Vance. Yeah. God damn it. That's amazing. I heard that William Frawley never learned his lines, or never read the rest of the script, just his his scenes, and didn't care about the rest of the show. Just came on, hiked his pants up over his belly button, did his thing, got off. And they let him get away with that. He was great. Wow. It worked. Wow. Who can get away with that these days? Hmm. Get away with, I don't know. No one would do that. You, would, you wouldn't do, do that, that I guess. Right. No, yeah. Unless you were super coked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Wow, that's amazing. So no rock shows at all? Not, I, not, I, I have seen rock and roll. No, I understand that, but I, I, but but you you grew up in, in the third largest city in America. I grew in Glenview. No, that was far, okay, far fair. away. Okay, that's fair. We didn't that's go fair. downtown ever. You didn't go downtown. No, really didn't. Just because was it just too far? From yeah, in our heads it was. It wasn't, but right. in our heads it was. Like that's like half hour, forty minutes. That's just. And that's Metro Train. That's not even subway. No, we would drive down. You would drive down. Yeah. So that means we you had to get a car. We had no subway or we had a train. Is that your phone? That's my phone. That's, that's a, I, had a, I set a timer. Are we done? <laughs> We're almost done. Oh, Christ. Yeah. How'd get, am I done? Am I, was I, was, did I, yeah. Did I, did I leave out anything? Should I tell a story? Tell a story. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> um, okay, this is a good story. Okay. This is actually a good story. Okay. It's a Roseanne story. Yes. And it's a funny story. Um, when she divorced Tom Arnold, she had a, a, a tattoo of him on her cheek, her back butt cheek. Of course. And she had a party at her house 
um, and invited the writers and like it was a beginning of the season kind of a thing. And it, it was to get that tattoo removed or, or, or changed into something else, like change into a rose over Tom's face. And so, but at the party, at the party, like, so, so she was in gather around yeah, people. She was in her pool house and, uh, you go like, like reception line going to, and at a wedding and you go through and her, her, her ass was up with the, with the guy with a uh, tattoo thing going and she go, ah, ah, hi, how are you? Ah. And then at her head, Kit Pongetti and her, her, uh, and Roseanne's, uh, the daughter she gave up for adoption, they were singing folk songs to her head. So you go in and you go, what? Yeah. Yeah. So you go in and it's, it's ow, 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 how you doing? The answer, my friend, is blowing it ow, in the wind. And you just couldn't. And then you're escorted and out. You're all, and we all gathered by the pool and we're, we're like, what was that? And I said, I'm going back in. I gotta sear this in my brain as much as I possibly can. This, that this is a scene that will never happen again ever. And I went back in. How many rows must? It? Yeah, it was hilarious. And did she say, Eric, what are you doing back in here again? Um, I don't remember that specific, but yeah, I paid homage. Wow. <laughs> good. That's a good. That's a good Roseanne story. The, so she just made all the writers watch her get her tattoo removed. We didn't have to, but but you. you but had it's, to, you, you had, had to, to. of you, course. You're gonna miss that. That's a fireable offense. <laughs> People were fired for less from that, right? No, that's true. You have any Norm McDonald stories from his time as a writer? I used to drive him home because uh, he couldn't drive, so I had like an extra twenty minutes with Norm in the car. Um, once, this is a good story from Norm. He was in. We were it was a late night rewrite and. I was watching him. He very, very slowly, over the course of about three hours, took off uh, every uh, piece of clothing he had and put a new one on over it, or a different one over it. But he did it really slowly, and no one noticed it. And then he walked out and left. And we took a break. But he was in, in my uh, office on the couch, lying down, because he worked so hard. And I said, so Norm, Norm did, did you just take off, change all your clothes over a period of time in the writer's room? Yeah, yeah. And then he just walked out? Yeah, yeah. Was that your joke? Yeah, that's my joke. Yeah, that's my joke. <laughs> wow. A three-hour joke that no one noticed. Wow. And he, then he went to sleep on my couch. That's how he did it. He, I love Norm. I love him so much. Is it true that he would do a thing where he would leave and then invite different people to different locations for lunch on the same oh, day? and never show up. And never show up. And he'd say, I was there. We were at Dupar's. You were not there. I was there. You didn't see me. You weren't there, Norm. <laughs> so he was pulling an Andy Kaufman. Kinda, kinda, but but lovable. He's so lo- I love Norm. He's hilarious. Yeah. He wrote some of the some very iconic moments for Roseanne, like what uh, with Jackson on the phone to the uh, telling that her dad had died to the deaf relative. Right, that's Norm. That's Norm. She's dead. She's de- no dead. Lori made that probably one to the Emmy, and Norm just in the room. It was really funny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a funny that's guy. Good. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Finish up your whistle pig. End of the whistle pig. Finish up your whistle pig. Was that choir? Yeah, it was a choir. I this, like that part. Oh. I was a choir my whole life. <laughs> and then this shows up. This is sympathy. sympathy. Here we See, go. See, I did it. Are you this is I, I, whistle, whistle pig. Sympathy for the devil. Symphony of destruction. Symphony of destruction. Can you play the choir part again? Sure. Here we go. I'm in. 
Now cool. you're having fun on the Megadeth cruise. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love choirs. Can I get you another scotch, Mr. No, Gillen? I'm good. I'm probably going to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun today? I had a lot of fun, yeah. Okay, yeah. I did too. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Eric. Good stories. Thanks, man. It was fun. Watch him become a god. Shut them up. <laughs> Watch people's heads roll.